This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of non-ossifying fibroma from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. Non-ossifying fibromas are benign fibrogenic lesions that result from dysfunctional ossification that are most commonly found in the metaphysis of long bones. Patients typically present between the ages of 5 and 15 with an asymptomatic lesion discovered incidentally on radiographs. Diagnosis is made on radiographs with a characteristic metaphyseal eccentric quote-unquote bubbly lytic lesion surrounded by a sclerotic rim. Treatment is observation as most lesions resolve spontaneously. Now let's get into the episode. With respect to epidemiology, as far as incidence of non-ossifying fibroma, these lesions occur in 30 to 40% of skeletally immature children. In terms of demographics, non-ossifying fibroma are more common in males in a 2 to 1 ratio and are common in children 5 to 15 years old. With respect to anatomic location of a non-ossifying fibroma, they are typically found in the metaphysis of long bones, and 80% occur in the lower extremity. They are most commonly found in the distal femur, then the proximal tibia, and least commonly in the distal tibia. They are uncommonly found in the proximal femur and the proximal humerus. Moving on to etiology, as far as mechanism, Non-ossifying fibroma is a benign fibrogenic lesion that is related to dysfunctional ossification and is one of the most common benign bone tumors in childhood with osteochondroma. Other names for a non-ossifying fibroma include a metaphyseal fibrous defect, non-osteogenic fibroma, cortical desmoid, fibrous cortical defect, fibromatosis, and fibroxanthoma. The pathophysiology of a non-ossifying fibroma is possibly due to abnormal osteoclastic resorption at the subperiosteal level during remodeling of the metaphysis. Associated conditions with non-ossifying fibroma include Jaffe-Campanacci syndrome, neurofibromatosis, familial multifocal non-ossifying fibroma, and aneurysmal bone cyst. Jaffe-Campanacci syndrome is a congenital syndrome of multiple non-ossifying fibromas and cafe au lait pigmentation, intellectual delay, and the heart, eyes, and gonads tend to be involved. Moving on to the presentation of non-ossifying fibroma, patients are typically asymptomatic and these lesions are usually found incidentally. However, keep in mind that these lesions may present with a pathologic fracture. Moving on to imaging, radiographs are diagnostic and will reveal metaphyseal eccentric quote-unquote bubbly lytic lesions surrounded by a sclerotic rim. The cortex may be expanded and thin, and keep in mind that the length is greater than the width. As the bone grows, the non-ossifying fibroma migrates to the diaphysis, and lesions typically enlarge 1 to 7 centimeters. As the patient approaches skeletal maturity, lesions become sclerotic. Keep in mind that avulsion of the adductor magnus insertion in the posteromedial aspect of the distal femur may produce a similar-looking lesion. Finally, keep in mind that a quantitative CT scan has been shown to be useful in predicting fracture risk for a non-ossifying fibroma. In terms of other studies, classic characteristics of non-ossifying fibroma on histology include fibroblastic spindle cells in world or story form patterns, otherwise known as a helicopter in a wheat field pattern, fibroblastic connective tissue background, numerous lipophages and giant cells, hemosiderin pigmentation, and an occasional aneurysmal bone cyst component. The differential diagnosis for non-ossifying fibroma includes giant cell tumor and osteosarcoma. Giant cell tumor is painful, is rare in the skeletally immature, and has no mineralization. Osteosarcomas are painful, they have an irregular zone of bony destruction with a less defined zone of transition, there is a periosteal reaction, and typically manifests with a mineralized soft tissue mass. 
So the differential of non-ossifying fibroma also includes aneurysmal bone cyst, unicameral bone cyst, PVNS or pigmented villonodular synovitis, fibrous dysplasia, enchondroma, osteochondroma, eosinophilic granuloma, and Paget's disease. Non-ossifying fibroma, as we mentioned, appears as a bubbly lytic lesion on x-ray, and hemosiderin is seen on histology. Aneurysmal bone cyst and a unicameral bone cyst can also appear as a bubbly lytic lesion on x-ray, however hemosiderin is not seen on histology. Pigmented villonodular synovitis or PVNS does not appear as a bubbly lytic lesion on x-ray, however hemosiderin can be seen on histology. Fibrous dysplasia, enchondroma, osteochondroma, eosinophilic granuloma, and Paget's disease can all be treated with observation alone, similar to non-ossifying fibroma, but none of them appear as a bubbly lytic lesion on x-ray, and hemosiderin is not typically seen on histology for these diagnoses. Moving on to the treatment of non-ossifying fibroma, this can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes observation, which is indicated as the first line of treatment. Know that most lesions resolve spontaneously and progressively reossify as the child enters the second and third decade of life. As far as the technique for observation, radiographs at 6 and 12 months should be taken and then annually until reossified. Casting is indicated in the setting of a pathologic fracture, and it can be treated as per the fracture alone, for example, long leg casting for a distal femur pathologic fracture. Operative options include curatage and bone grafting. This is indicated for a symptomatic and large lesion, which is defined as greater than 50 to 75% cortical involvement. Curatage and bone grafting is also indicated when there is an increased risk of fracture shown on quantitative CT. Now, let's quickly talk about some complications of non-ossifying fibroma, and the major one to know is pathologic fracture. As far as incidence, know that 90% of pathologic fractures in the setting of a non-ossifying fibroma occur in the lower extremity. 50% occur in the distal tibia. Risk factors of a pathologic fracture include a non-ossifying fibroma with greater than 50% involvement of the transverse diameter and greater than 33 millimeters of length in weight-bearing bones, like the femur and the tibia. Treatment of a non-ossifying fibroma is cast immobilization, which is indicated in the setting of non-displaced fractures. Finally, let's end this review session talking about the prognosis of a non-ossifying fibroma. And the important points to remember is that a non-ossifying fibroma usually spontaneously resolves, and there is no malignant or metastatic potential. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. You were called by a family physician asking to review x-ray images. An AP and lateral ankle radiograph shows an osteolytic lesion with a well-defined sclerotic margin over the medial aspect of the right distal tibial cortex. She provides background information about a 9-year-old competitive soccer player complaining of mild activity-related right ankle pain that started one week ago. What would be your recommendation? And the choices are 1. Activity restriction, complete laboratory workup, urgent CT of the chest and extremity, and referral to clinic in less than 2 weeks. 2. Non-urgent extremity CT scan and referral to clinic in less than 4 weeks. 3. Referral to clinic in less than 4 weeks and surgical planning for radiofrequency ablation. 4. Referral to clinic in less than 4 weeks and surgical planning for biopsy, curatage, and grafting. And 5. Symptom management and non-urgent referral to clinic. The correct answer to this question is 5, symptom management and non-urgent referral to clinic. 
So the radiographs in the question stem demonstrate an osteolytic lesion with well-defined sclerotic margins over the medial aspect of the right distal tibial cortex, consistent with the diagnosis of non-ossifying fibroma. The best recommendation would be symptom management and non-urgent referral to clinic. Non-ossifying fibromas are benign processes. Laboratory and imaging methods other than conventional radiography generally are not required. Surgery is not necessary, and follow-up with these patients is usually non-urgent, unless you suspect pathologic fracture. The pain would usually be constant and focused over the bone involved. Ankle pain is the presenting complaint, and the lesion was found incidentally. Steffner et al. reviewed benign bone lesions. They state that non-ossifying fibroma is most commonly found in the metaphysis of long bones, with 80% in the lower extremity. Common locations include the knee, that is the distal femur and proximal tibia, and the distal tibia. Smith et al. reviewed non-ossifying fibromas. Classic histologic characteristics are 1. Fibroblastic spindle cells in world or storiform patterns, 2. Fibroblastic connective tissue background, 3. Numerous lipophages and giant cells, and 4. Hemosiderin pigmentation. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1. Activity restriction, complete laboratory workup, urgent CT of the chest and extremity and referral to clinic in less than 2 weeks, and 2. Non-urgent extremity CT scan and referral to clinic in less than 4 weeks are both incorrect, as urgent referrals would be considered for aggressive slash malignant appearing lesions such as osteosarcoma or Ewing sarcoma. Answer 3. Referral to clinic in less than 4 weeks and surgical planning for radiofrequency ablation. And answer 4. Referral to clinic in less than 4 weeks and surgical planning for biopsy, curatage, and grafting are both incorrect, as a semi-urgent referral would be considered for benign aggressive lesions that are symptomatic or pending pathologic fracture, such as osteoidosteoma or unicameral bone cyst. And moving on to the final question. A 6-year-old boy falls off the monkey bars and presents to the emergency room with an abrasion on his knee and mild knee pain. He's able to bear weight without discomfort and has full range of knee motion. A plain radiograph reveals an eccentric location, cortical thinning, and a bubbly lytic nature of the lesion in the proximal aspect of the tibial metaphysis. What is the most appropriate next step in management? And the choices are 1. CBC, ESR, CRP with bone aspiration for gram stain and culture. 2. Biopsy with neoadjuvant chemotherapy followed by limb salvage, surgical resection, and adjuvant chemotherapy. 3. Repeat radiographs in 3 months. 4. Biopsy with external beam irradiation followed by limb salvage surgical resection. And 5. MRI and CT scan of the chest. The correct answer to this question is 3. Repeat radiographs in 3 months. So based on the history and clinical findings, this patient has a non-ossifying fibroma. The next best step is reassurance and follow-up radiographs in 3 months' time. Non-ossifying fibromas are the most common benign tumor of childhood. They commonly occur in patients between 5 to 15 years of age. The metaphyses of the proximal tibia and distal femur are commonly affected. Non-operative management is often the first line of treatment as most lesions resolve on their own. Casting immobilization may be indicated in cases of pathologic fracture. Ortiz et al. reviewed their experience with pathologic fractures through benign bony lesions. They found that pathologic fractures through non-ossifying fibromas had the best outcome. They recommend initial management with conservative measures, adjuvant therapy, and definitive treatment as indicated. Betsy et al. reviewed the etiology, diagnosis, and management of non-ossifying fibromas. They indicate that small asymptomatic lesions can be monitored for evidence of impending pathologic fracture. They recommend that pathologic fractures should be treated with cast immobilization. After the fracture has healed, biopsy, curatage, and bone grafting should be completed. 
To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer one, CBC, ESR, CRP with bone aspiration for gram stain and culture is incorrect as there is no evidence to suggest an infection is present. Answer two, biopsy with neoadjuvant chemotherapy followed by limb salvage, surgical resection, and adjuvant chemotherapy. And answer four, biopsy with external beam irradiation followed by limb salvage, surgical resection is incorrect as surgical resection and chemotherapy or irradiation is not indicated in non-ossifying fibromas. Finally, answer five, MRI and CT scan of the chest for metastatic disease is not indicated. That's all for this review about non-ossifying fibroma. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast. <laughs>